It's been a little while in between podcast episodes. Sorry about that one, folks. Um, thought I would jump ahead to a very recent one with none other than Mike Stewart. It is not an exhaustive podcast. There's so many more questions out there to ask the man himself, but uh, I think this one's a pretty good start. The reason why I'm launching it ahead of a few others that are in the backlog is um, I'm very pleased to share with you the release of the Laboogie and Science Bodyboard Collab, uh, 24 boards designed by Mike and with a lot of help from Johnny Crookshank in Australia to get these babies made. Uh, so what's the deal? It's um, 24 boards, 42.5 inch and 43.5. Uh, nice, thick, buoyant boards that are meant to be kind of step-ups uh, for many of us out there who are kind of dealing with average waves more often than not in our lives. I find that a lot of people are always riding boards that are a little bit too small for them for the average conditions that their beach break might be throwing at them. So that was the kind of inspiration for the board design itself. It's very similar to the style loaded, uh, the really classic shape that Mike Stewart and Science Boards produces. But um, it's that extra half inch up, so it's a bit of a step up for people. Um, so that's the idea there. Um, the other kind of new thing about it is um, it's in one color only, which are as close as we could match to the Laboogie brand logo colors. Um, so that was um, a little bit of effort there and um, great help there from Mike to sort that out. Uh, and the final thing is with every board purchased, there's going to be a bit of a bit of a payment, paying it forward, you know, to local bodyboard clubs. So every time you buy one of these boards, um, there's going to be $100 donated from the Laboogie podcast to the bodyboard club of your choice. Now, this was meant for mostly Australian listeners, but um, if you are interested in this and you don't live in Australia, just let me know. Um, send me a message through the DMs on Instagram uh, and we'll try and sort it out. Uh, just have to figure out shipping and all that kind of stuff, but um, not impossible. So very pleased to announce this uh, collaboration between Laboogie and Science. Huge thanks to Mike again for helping out on that. And yeah, please now go ahead and enjoy this podcast with the man himself, Mike Stewart, recorded in the Canary Islands. Welcome to another episode of the Laboogie Podcast. It is my great pleasure to sit here with Mike Stewart. Well, thank you, Josh. It's my great pleasure to sit here with Joshua. That's nice to know. Um, we're in Galdar. We you can see that mountain. That's Mountain Galdar just there, right? Over that. Over there. That's it there, right to the left. Yes. Hmm. I think. Manny V probably ran up at once during the trip, I imagine. That's what he does. I think I see his tracks still. Yeah, fully. <laughs> um, you've, we've just done the Fronton King. Yes. You're in a jersey. The last time you were in a jersey might have been Pipeline? No, Australia. Yes. Yeah. Uh, how did it feel to be back in the competitive realm? Yeah, it feels awesome. feels great feels yeah. like uh yeah it's cool um you know it's a unique uh experience really mm. and re unique uh sensation unique emotions thoughts uh it's you know it's like a uh, uh yeah i don't know it's just you, you put on a jersey and it's like okay you're in a competitive environment now and uh there is going to be a moment of truth in one way shape or the other 
and mm. you know that that uh, you know you're going to be pushed. At least in my case, I, I like to push myself as far as I can go, mm. and that's always a, a rush for me. Mm. Is it the same feeling? Like, has it ever changed that rush over time? Because you've been doing it a while. I looked on the um, the APB Excel spreadsheet where all of our kind of competitive histories are and our rankings each year, and it says that your first competitive year, at least from the APB side of things, is 1982. Yeah, I actually uh, entered a body serving contest in 79. Yeah. That, that was the first contest I ever entered. And then I think it was the year of 81 or 80, was it 82? What was the first pipe? I think it's 80. Well, I think it, it must be, I mean, this is Craig Haddon's numbers yeah, and stuff. Yeah. So I, I, I think he's a relatively accurate yeah, historian he's a when accurate it comes guy, to things. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, it's 82. Okay. So at least on the official document. No, but that it might makes have been sense because 82, I, I, I went to Oahu for my first competitions at, at Sandy Beach. And yeah. Uh, started uh, that whole process of competing and yeah. traveling to compete and um, experiencing that. Is it the same feeling so many years later? Like um, you put on the jersey today, are you feeling the same emotions? Has it ever yeah, changed? Yeah, that's an interesting question. Um, certain aspects certainly are similar, like that uh, uh, competitive uh, uh, push that you get. Mm. The... the um, kind of the feelings that you go through in, in terms of like uh, um, just the, the, the vice of, of competition, mm. you know? And so that's similar. Uh, but yeah, my, my mindset has changed considerably from then till now. I mean, uh, now I'm clouded up with a ton more stuff, <laughs> <laughs> you know? And so I can't, my whole world can't revolve around um, a competitive heat, you know, 20 mm. minutes uh, and, and, uh, you know, whatever, 15 minutes back then or whatever it was. And mm. so, um, yeah, it's, it has changed from that perspective. It's, it's not, it's not the end all for me. It's, it's a, a facet of what I do now. Mm. But when the hooter starts at the sound of, at the start of that heat, like you're not thinking about work. No, 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 you're not. Um, uh, but there is, uh, it's not completely pure in the sense that it's not, in the past, it was like every single bit of my mental processing was dedicated towards mm. su being successful in that heat. Mm. Now it's like I, my mind can drift a little bit. I'll think about something, you know. It might not be, um, uh, it, you know, won't won't be long lasting or anything. But I'll think about something else during the heat. Oh yeah. Oh really? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So what's that's, up with that? What are you doing? Uh, yeah, that's a good question. <laughs> my, my mind has uh, reached full capacity and it's spilling over. Because, <laughs> I, mean, yeah, like, I mean, I know I've got other stuff on in life as well. Yeah. But I know I'm still, like, in that heat. I'm just trying to... Actually, I'm trying to breathe and calm down. That's right. all I'm doing at it front on. <laughs> I was just breathing mostly. I was literally, like, slow breath in long breath out <laughs> slow breath. and i was like you should try the other way around or fast actually, breaths fast breath fast breath in long breath out yeah and that'll slow your heart rate down a little oh, I, was like, I wish i bloody knew that before yeah the well now you do next cool, year thanks <laughs> um i think that uh okay well that's interesting because i mean literally i was just trying to slow my heart rate down yeah. the whole time 
that was yeah. all I was doing. And then if a wave came, I was like, okay, I'll take this wave. Yeah. You no, know what I mean? There yeah, wasn't I, I can't say, uh, you know, it's like, it, it's not like my mind's wandering, but I will yeah. think about different things, mm. you know, as I'm paddling out, I'll ref re reflect on some things or, or, uh, and um, as you know, it re does require a super high degree of focus and concentration. Yeah. And I mean, if you want to be successful at it. Yeah. And so that that's kind of a nice thing too. Like I, I actually enjoy that. Like it kind of demands your, it's like surfing a big wave or an intense, um, you know, super intense environment. Like you're, you're, you're totally dissolved in that moment. And mm. that's almost like a meditative state. That's really pretty awesome. Do you find, I guess I know only from my own experience, but there is this interesting thing about competition, which I love and also worries me about myself, is that you do anything it takes in that heat. Like you usually, like mm -hmm. I, I know yeah. that there's moments where I'm like, there's waves that I've gone in a heat that I just wouldn't even look twice at if I was in a in a oh, free surfing yeah. environment, yeah. you know? Yeah. But, yeah. but that, like that, even if it's a narrow margin, you know, you're, you're against the ropes, there's five minutes to go, you need some big scores, and you just hail Mary for the, you that's know. That, to me, is the beauty of it. Cause yeah, that's yeah. where it's like you're really confronting a little bit past, well, considerably past, I guess, in, in what you're referring to, mm. past your comfort zone into a new oh, yeah. area, and that's where growth can happen. It's also mm. where you can get smashed. It's also where death happens, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, you know, probability is pretty, pretty low. You, you, you probably will get, you know, you can get uh, really beaten up, but it's yeah. death is pretty unlikely. Like it it's, is. It's very improbable. But it's in interesting that that, that is what happens, right? Like in the competitive environment, we do, we're willing to risk a bit more than what we probably oh, yeah. usually are going to. I think that know? that is super healthy. I think mm. it's, I think it's, I think the human condition doesn't allow that most more, you know, frequent enough. Mm. I think, you know, in the day-to-day -day lives that we live now, uh, we're not met with those kinds of challenges and those kinds of um, in, in idea, do or die. Mm. Right. And so I think that that taps into different faculties that we have as people and humans. And I think that that's healthy. I think it's good for you to, to experience that, you know, mm. let your drum glands get tapped out, you know, let mm. push yourself as far as you, you can go and, and see where that leads. You know, it, in most cases, it leads to growth and development, mm. um, especially if you prepare correctly. Mm. If your preparation's not there, then that can be another situation. But yeah. um, rea realistically, it does lead to growth and it capitalizes on faculty or, or, or function that the human body has that isn't often tapped into, you know. Mm. And uh, I think that that's, it's healthy. I think that's just good both mentally and physically. Mm. It's draining too. It can be tiring, yeah. yeah. yeah it, it, I know from front on, I'm just like... Afterwards, after I'm yeah, cooked, yeah, yeah, like you know, like I'm completely cooked because your adrenaline yeah. is just like off the chart, and you're exactly, just like amping. It's, exactly. it is cool. I love that. Yeah, it's, it's such a rush. Yeah, I didn't realize how exhausted I would be. Well, this is my best result, too. So, I was surfing more than I usually would have, and and it was an intense wave. Like, every time it's an intense heat because that wave is so intense, yeah. so it's kind of like. It does just exhaust you by the end of it. And I mean, you've been doing this for so long now. I mean, is that exhaustion, has that been a normal thing for you as well? Have you found throughout your, your years competing that you just 
particularly like some of these big pipe competitions and chopu and the gnarly places that really demand all of your adrenaline to be pumped um have you had big crashes afterwards like is that a normal thing for you that you remember or have yeah i think uh i'm pretty sure i i i uh, bonk after them um, yeah but during that even sometimes after the contest like if i'm if I've done well and I just feel like I just ready to keep going, man. Yeah, right. And, and uh, I think uh, a lot of times in big heavy waves, um, it's it's a uh, again, you know, I find it I find it really um, it's kind of challenging, right? Because you're tired, you're exhausted, you 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 feel like you're spent. But mm. man, if you don't paddle, you could literally die or mm. get your ass totally beaten down. And yeah. so in those cases, it's like you got to figure out a way to have economy of of effort and mm. um, energy and uh i think there's another state that happens at least i go into when it's like it's super gnarly and you just got to deal with it you know if you don't deal with it you know you you could drown or you could get seriously injured or die mm. and so uh you you kind of your body and your mind and everything's forced into this other state where you're like okay just coping with it and making sure that you just stay persistent and um you know whether it's paddling out or getting caught inside um whatever the scenario is but a lot of times that'll happen and it's just like okay you just got to keep you know be persistent and deal with it interesting and, yeah that's so an interesting different, state different. how would you describe because usually we kind of break this down yeah, into pretty, like a pretty dichotomy. wiped out uh, pretty freaked out and um coping but it's not fight or flight it seems no, like that it's no. like you gotta con it's, it's endurance it's of, almost or it's control over this like control over yourself in the hectic situation so that's like a third that is a third way perhaps because you're not or it's like a it's almost like a middle ground between the two because like you're not fleeing the situation at all no you're, you, no, well, you're you not at all you can't flee yeah you can't, can't flee. necessarily flee you gotta you gotta deal with it either you're caught inside or yeah you know and uh so it's fight what's that it's fight it's fight but it's it's uh very um it's more um it's not wild. It's, no, it's, it's more not. calculated. It's calm. Yeah. It's trying to be calm, trying to keep yourself calm in very intense situations and mm. working through them and uh, persist, just being persistent and keep, 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 keep on, keep on fighting, I guess. It's fighting with a brain. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, not, and it's <laughs> not like, you know, a lot of times when you get into that mode of fight, it's a different situation, you know, because you're just like ready to spaz out. Yeah, that's what I mean. So like that's this what, isn't that, that. That's not, it's not that. You mm. got to control that. So, you know, even like if you're sparring with somebody, you, mm. if you have that, you're going to get knocked out. Mm. Or if you have that, you're going to hurt someone or they're going to hurt you. Mm. So you got to control that. You got to, you got to take the hit, control your anger, control your, your emotions, your fear, everything, and then redirect it in a mm. in a productive way mm. um yeah anyway that's kind of a cool tangent <laughs> a great tangent i mean this is cool i've never i never thought about yeah. there being this middle way with um, yeah, there, there has fight to be. and flight because yeah. it's so easy for us to talk about things in those terms and we're yeah. so programmed yeah. to do that like yeah. oh yeah you're either going to run away and shit yourself or you're going to turn around and fight and then there's no yeah. real nuance in that yeah there it's is very a surf. basic there, you, there has to be you know the surf, yeah. the surf is humbling yeah Oof. definitely and, yeah if it's big and gnarly then ultimately you're going to be uh you're going to have to deal with situations that are like super uncomfortable and mm. uh and it's really important you keep your head and just be try to be calm and just be persistent you know mm. fast breaths in slow breaths <laughs> out <laughs> deep breath 
yeah, <laughs> relatively fast in, yeah. breathing out. But when you're like stroking your butt off, you know, it's like a different deal, right? It you is. Just, it you got to pace yourself. But even in those situations, you don't want to go like past your anaerobic threshold. You don't want to be stroking at like 90% or even 8%. Like nah. you, you go at like 75, 70%. And that kind of keeps you um, safe, you know? Yeah. Like you can, you can totally. maintain that for a long duration. And uh, depending on the situation, it might be a situation where you, you might have to put 100% in. At least you have that still in the tank 30 to go if mm. in fact you know you got to bolt one direction or the other or make a last yeah. minute adjustment yeah i know it's um it's an interesting state that one i know i had a really good uh, like a a close call at pipeline back when i first got back on the bodyboard and i met up with you at the body surfing contest and there was one day out of pipe where like this big north set came through out of nowhere and i was in that position where it's like do I paddle or do I wait? Oh God! And it was like an easy, oh, like you know, it's like an eight foot plus yeah, north oh north one at pipe, and I'm like, and <laughs> I had to think about it. I had like a second to think about it. People have that is an extremely dangerous situation. It is so dangerous out there. I mean, guys have died in that situation. I know. Like, I know. Literally died. I know. And it was like, and this is me just stepping back into bodyboarding. You know, like yeah, right? not a lot of preparation. And I remember there's a classic photo of Hub actually, who was out there with me that day. And he was too far in. And so he was I, safe. Well, yeah, he said he just didn't even bother duck diving and it just blasted him all the oh, way to the yeah, shore. Yeah. Three waves, like a three wave set from the north. And I remember just going, oh God, oh God. And I remember duck diving under this thing and like I could see the lip was just there as I'm duck diving. And then I get through that and then there's another oh, one God. and another one. And I was like, yeah, and I had to use 100% that day. And that wasn't the 100% I have today. That was a much lower 100%, <laughs> you know. But oh, it's, it's fun. 100%, 100%, you know. Yeah, but it's, it's, a, it's, it's also fun. Like, when you do get through those scary moments, you do kind of feel a bit more alive. And I, I think that's something you miss when you don't have uh, this type of outlet in your life. Yes. You miss that near-death experience, which is actually, well, as you're saying, keep, it's kind of healthy. You, yeah, it keeps you vibrant. Yeah, uh, totally. And engaged in the world mm. to me at least yeah totally um with this competition this is kind of how this this little discussion came about but like i mean i hate to break it to you but you aren't in the top 24 no, this year I know. now yeah like how is this like a moment is this a new moment for you you've always been yeah i've, I've in the I've, top haven't yeah, you or yeah, have you I ever mean, fallen I've, out uh, before I, I think I have. Uh, uh -huh. I didn't chase it. There was like a year, I don't know, maybe 12, 15 years ago or something. Okay. Um, yeah, you know, you you go through different phases, right? Um, mm. Right now, my phase is I have two kids that are reaching adulthood, and it's quite important for me to spend time with them and dedicate yeah. time with them. And I don't want to fail as a parent. Mm. Um, and so that is quite important to me so i miss south america because i wanted to be with my son to go look at schools and stuff and just mm. spend time with him and and uh you know get uh um be able to inter interact with him you know mm. still and try to be there for him mm. um my daughter as well like um it's hard you know D this this lifestyle is is um it's tough uh, on families because mm. you, you, you do travel quite a bit and for you to make any sort of um, real, uh, you know, 
attempt at any sort of ratings or, or you know titles or etc it's like it, mm. it requires pretty much full full time mm. you got to be pretty full on yeah and my, my my children are just not in a point where they can just like pack up and, and go it's like they have their own interests and their own passions and it's like i don't want to interfere with those i want to i want to foster those mm. and uh it's it, you know if i if i was to pull energy away from them and and what they're doing then then it it that, that's not what i want to do and yeah. so the decision was pretty easy for me to just go okay i'm not i'm not doing mm. it. well when i say it was easy it it was easy decision but it was kind of like i was still a little bit bummed about it like oh shucks that's a bummer but oh well like mm. you know now that there's more stuff i do feel that um like uh as hard as it is now to get through trials and the, the level of writing that, that there is right now like i feel like i my ability would have to in, improve in order for me to be successful in in coming back and doing that um i think i, I probably could um and I'm just kind of taking taking things as they come, you know. I'll mm. probably I'll probably enter pipe, um, and we'll just kind of go from there. I don't know. Maybe get a wild card if I could at like Arica, and mm. I'd love to come back here. This place is I think I got this place more figured out now. Mm. Um, and uh, yeah, but in, in any event, uh, you know, if if I want to continue to compete, because right now it's just like I'm competing. Uh, but I'm I'm not here to win contests. Mm. I'm here to, you know, participate. Mm. You know, which is a totally different mindset. It is, yeah. It's so different. You know, and so, um, like just to be able to go out there and mix it up is is a super big thrill for me, and I'm just stoked to do it. Mm. And um, you know, and I get bummed if I don't advance, and sometimes I get frustrated, especially if I'm not surfing well. Mm. Um, but just to be able to participate for me is like, it's pretty cool. And there's so much else going on that uh, it just doesn't have the same um, uh, meaning that it did when I was younger, and that's all I thought about. Mm. Yeah. Speaking of what's going, on, well, I guess not to brush over that, but like it does. So what you're saying is this isn't like a forced retirement of Mike Stewart. No, 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 not at all. Um, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not done for sure. I'm gonna keep sick. keep writing. Yeah, I mean, I'm not. Yeah, no. Not even close. That's so sick. I just feel like that, you know. Yeah, um, it's great. I don't know uh, competitively where that's, where that is, uh, or how that looks. Um, I know that I'm not on the same level. I know what I got to do to get on the same level. Yeah. Um, I know that I'm capable of doing that if I can, uh, if I want it bad enough. And and right now I don't really like I. And, um, but it you know that's a whole nother time commitment because it's like you can get to a certain level and then to get to that upper echelon is like exponentially more time and energy mm. and focus to get there and the difference is not that far mm. you know what i mean but mm. it's just it it's so far at the top mm -hmm. what is it that you need to do though like reflecting on your own um, abilities and yeah your own approach, i mean I, I what do to, you need to work yeah on? i need to uh uh i think i need to get a, a little bit more flexible i think i need to get still get stronger yeah. Um, yeah. Um, you know, it's been hard because when I travel, it's hard for me to kind of keep a routine going. Mm. And then, and then I think um, if I do those two things, and then I just need to change my mindset. You know that that, and then I also probably make a couple little tweaks to my boards, mm -hmm. and um, and some equipment changes. And then, it, then it's just a matter of applying yourself and going mm. for it. And mm. just yep, I'm willing to freaking land on my gut. You know, from 15 or 20 foot high 
landings flat. That's what you Be gotta like. Cool. That's what you gotta like. Pretty yeah. much, you know, yeah, come to terms with. Yeah, if you want it bad enough, you're gonna have to. That's you're gonna have to endure some mean, mean uh, poundings. I remember when I was considering coming back to the tour in 2017 and I was looking at like footage of the competitions and what is it that these riders are doing these days? <laughs> That's cool. And it nearly stopped me. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah big time. Because I was just like... It's not I'm pleasurable. I'm not going to do that. Yeah, it's not, it's not a fun thing. <laughs> it's not. It's it not looked a fun like thing. really dangerous and really like damaging. Yeah. And I was just like, these guys are doing like humongous flips off yeah. things that I'm like... I, and you can hear their board landing yeah, from like a yeah. mile away. And Whoa, it's, yeah, like and it's, it's just like this is nuts. And I yeah. and I was looking at like Arika comps, and I was because like, I was really focused on Arika the first time I when I first came back, and I was like, you know, looking at old comps on YouTube, and like there was water footage. I remember it must have been like 2014 or something like that, and it was really big. It was like the biggest oh, the yeah. left can handle, basically. And I think it was the year that J Ron might have done that massive invert. Oh yeah, the T Rex. Yeah, the T Rex invert, and I was like. I don't think I'm gonna do that. Why am I even going? You know. And then, as it as it worked out, when I'm going to that competition, there's like a massive swell predicted. I'm like, shit. Here we go. Yeah, I'm I'm committed now. I'm here. And then, but luckily, then I think this is something as well that you've used in that competition as well as others. I mean, you you essentially, as far as I understand, I didn't get to see it with my own eyes, but. Um, you won that competition with your tube riding. Yeah, right? that's right. Yeah. So pretty much. Pretty yeah. much that I heard. Like there, I mean, there was not some, a lot of moves you yeah, did. Yeah, there is a, a couple. There's a semi with, I think with. Uh, I'm trying to remember. Uh, some of these, you know, it kind of gets mixed up. But I, yeah. I think there was Weenie and and I think I had I had a gnarly early heat with uh, Weenie Ben and and maybe Lester or something. Yeah, Lester, right. it was nuts. And I'm just like, okay, this is gonna be gnarly. Yeah. And those ones, I was I was rolling out and roll doing rolls and barrels, so that was yeah. pretty much it. But I figured, you know, that I could with a good if I put that together correctly, then I would be uh, it would be a, a competitive uh, strategy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that's basically where I kind of landed as well. I was like, well, okay, I'm just gonna have to get pitted, just yeah. like keep it yeah. simple. And that's kind of like after it's a funny thing, but like in terms of muscle memory and whatnot, like that is the stuff that I find. Uh, stays with you longest being upside down in the air is kind of a bodily function that isn't so natural I feel like to tap into to remember well I think if you do it from a young age like someone like Tanner yeah or, you, you think know, it'll stay with him forever yeah, those I flips think, I think it'll, yeah I think that'll stay with him those right. I mean he's still gonna have to endure the landings cause I mean yeah. same thing with rolls even you know like I remember doing rolls and then sometimes getting frustrated cause I wasn't getting enough air mm. and then just going hell Mary and landing and you know like feeling like I broke my sternum or something yeah so you know, but you know, you recovered within a day or two, right? Because yeah, you're younger, sure. you can recover quicker. Mm. And um, but had I known now what I knew, you know, uh, or had I done back then what I know now, mm. um, you know, it would have been probably a different situation in, in regards to, um, uh, you know, preparation and even better. I would, I think, I could be so much better. Back you know? in oh, yeah, because back in my yeah, when I was younger. I didn't, I was pretty uneducated in terms of um, physical fitness and um, the importance of stretching and the importance of all these various things, you know, eating. I mean, I ate pretty good, or I thought I was eating good, but I didn't really understand it very well. Yeah. So my mis, you know, informed 
uh, decisions were, uh, you know, not always beneficial to me. And they were affecting your performance back oh, then. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Like, I used to carbo-load. Yeah, that was a thing, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. So, I'd, sometimes I'd carbo-load, and it was, like, the worst thing to do, you know, the next... <laughs> Like that you was bloated as fuck. Yeah, for yeah. Like two the next days day you're like, you know, just you know, like. That's a funny thing. I remember yeah. this being a thing for like triathletes yeah. and all yeah. that. Like yeah. they'd be like, "Yeah, we got the triathlon tomorrow, so we're gonna eat pasta." Yeah. Like, yeah. but that's just yeah. a pretty dumb thing to do, right? Yeah, yeah, totally, totally, <laughs> totally dumb. I that's mean, funny it, how that those things yeah, grab yeah. on. Yeah, huh? and then yeah, I mean, and then you know, uh, through different education, and you you know, mm. you learn all these things, and then, um, you you know, you start applying those, and you like like so much better. I mentioned before we started this, we've got some things we want to cover, but one of the things I wanted to cover like briefly though, because I know it's not the main thing we want to get done in this podcast, and maybe we come back to it later, but like, is there one or two pieces of advice that or, that you would give to your young self? Oh, yeah. That you know today, like what you know today, what would you tell Mike Stewart of, you know, 20, 30 years ago to definitely not fucking Gosh. do? If you want to be performing, you know. Okay, the so here's level. the thing: like, it's, you know, education just seems like it's so uh, uh, time sensitive, like or date day sense or date sensitive. I guess I, right. I don't know how to put this correctly, but I'm having a hard time articulating this. But basically, you know, you're a product of the information available to you at that time. Mm. And so, what I wish I did probably back then was to get really dive more deeply into. Uh, physiology, um, nutrition, uh, chemistry, body chemistry and stuff like that, like really learn more. And uh, because a lot of the things that I know now today, um, people weren't really tuned into them back then, you know? No, so, no. And so, you know, you're, you're left with uh, where technology is at this date. And what they'll probably find out in, in you know, the not too distant future is the information and the things we're doing now are kind of productive to what really is the most beneficial. So, mm. you know, you can only do what you can do, but I wish back then I, I had put more, spent more time and learned um, more about uh, uh, physical and, um, and, and those types of things. And, and, you know, the Krebs cycle and all the things that are the process. Krebs cycle. Yeah. The, the, the process of, um, uh, uh, you know, uh, metabolizing, uh, food right you know and just like learning about all the nutrients how they what, what happens with them how are they broken down how are they you know what how does that that whole thing the whole chemistry and just get more into it and so that i could be more of a progressive mm. back then you know like a superhuman or an optimized human optimize optimize is you know as much as you can yeah it's of like, course you know, of course yeah because there's the environment we live in which we can't control all right. these kind of factors yep, yep. but like but like i want to get a bit more spe- i want to i want two deliverables here for the for the listener like i want them to be able to 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 go away from this podcast and go mike said i okay oh. i'll give you an example right we're having dinner the other yep, night yep. and we order water and I go for the <laughs> I go for the bubbly water because I, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, I like yeah, the taste yeah, and the sensation no, in my I get throat. It, I get you know, it. Yeah. and you look at me and you go, bubbly water. I'm like, what? What's wrong with bubbly water? You're like, nah, it's probably better to have still water. I'm like, ah, yeah. oh, fucking hell, Mike's no. ruining well, my dinner. You know, there's stuff like that. Those are minor things. Though, no, but, but what's a major? What are two things that people thing, who listen to this will be like? Okay, ah, the, fucking I, I, righto. Yeah. Okay. So the first thing is mindset. Like that's okay. the first thing, and. I guess the two things I'd leave is that don't limit yourself to uh, the paradigms and perceptions of what 
anyone says or what people think or what uh, you know uh, any sort of paradigm about about you and what you can do like just leave that at the door get to what where you want to go and what you want to do like start with that like what what are the things that you want to do what are the, where do you want to go and then and then go from there because um, you know you need to first set your mind that you want to make a distinctive change like when I was when I hit 40 I, I when I was 40 years old I was working my ass off trying to build my company and uh, and at the same time I was physically deteriorating because I was up late trying to just get shit done mm. and I was still competitive I mean I just won Maui I think which was just a, a really wild contest you know it was like really windy super challenging difficult conditions like it was not perfect and it was against this was back when everyone was competing mm. so you know uh, guys like Lester were were still in it you know all the top guys were in it and and I ended up winning it and I just was like I, I didn't, couldn't believe I got on my first heat yeah right. You know? and I was just elated I won my first heat because yeah. up until that event I think that was one of the years that I was like way I took a like I didn't haven't done much yeah and so um, I got back you know I said oh I'll enter this contest and and I entered it and, and and kept advancing kept advancing kept advancing and then got into the final and it was with McCarthy Magno and See, I forget who the fourth person was, but um, uh, I forget. But anyway, it was like, okay, these are all the new guys. They're all busting huge flips. Yeah. And frick, how am I going to beat these guys, you know? Yeah. And um, anyway, so uh, at that point, I'm like, wow, well, you know, what would, the, what would it look like if I was actually in shape mm. and I actually, um, you know, really applied myself in a, in a better way and, and to get organized? So... The first thing is, number one, don't buy the paradigm. Like, don't don't buy what people are selling you as far as what you what you should be, who you should be. Um, and then the second thing is, it's possible to to change that. Like, you can you can change. You know, you can change. People, the human body is incredibly adaptive, incredibly resilient. Like, mm. I'm tr I trip out how resilient it is, and uh, it's. It's an incredible organism, man. It's mm -hmm. just self-healing. It's it it's, you know, if you treat it right, it will treat you right, and it'll be a vehicle that you want to be in until you're, mm. you know, until you you can't breathe anymore. Mm. So, uh, that the main thing to change is the mindset, because if you if you which can is change the paradigm that, thing, which is a paradigm, sh sh you know, break the paradigms, and then from there you can start planning, and that that is an in-depth conversation. Um, maybe that's the second podcast we do. Well, but second, that, third, fourth. Yeah, that that is a that is a that is a, a big um, topic. Mm. But the body and your mind obviously is part of your body, but your mind is where it starts. Like mm. the action to manifest anything in this real world, it starts with a thought process in your mind. Mm. So the the electrons firing off in there, that's the first step in regards to physical manifestation of anything. Yeah. So. Um, that's where you start. And, mm. and, and, and if you can commit and if you make the decision to, yes, I pull the trigger, I want to do this. And then, and when you say that, it's with conviction and not with fear. You say it with conviction and then you, you can go after it and mm. just go after it. 
and there there is uh, things you can do. You know, you can you can organize um, your path to where you want to head to, mm. just like anything else. You know, just you can make a detailed map of where you need to go, mm. and and um, with the the proper uh, guidance, you can get to some pretty amazing places. Like I never thought I'd be doing airs when I'm in the 50s. I mean, I thought I'd be dead. Out of, I didn't think I was going to make it past my 20s. You know? But due to just getting killed in surf? Killed in surf or, yeah. you know, like cracked head on the, you know, I don't know. Yeah. You know, just like I didn't think I'd, I'd just got him, you know, like see people die. It's like, I'm not sure if I'm going to make it. If I, if, or if I do, I'm gonna probably going to be over it. Like, you know, like <laughs> yeah. about, you know, tw you know, 20s maybe. I don't know. Yeah. I had those thoughts when I was in my 20s as well. Yeah. I was yeah. like, you know, there's a few trips to Chopu and you hear about people dying. You're like, well, why am I special? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> you know, there's, there's no reason why am I that's meant right. to live through this yeah, and no, others that's, don't. That's you know? right, like, absolutely. And other people get injured at Pipeline yeah, yeah. and, you know, people break backs and, and no, totally. you know, all these big things happen and you're like, well, why am I special? There's no reason why I'm immune yeah. to these things. No, that's right. Yeah, so um, that's the first step starts with your thoughts and yeah. uh, getting, getting rid of the paradigms and getting yeah. rid of the uh, uh, restrictive uh belief systems mm. when did you start breaking these down yourself i mean really i've been doing it my whole life but uh you know when i hit 40 it was kind of like a big shift because right. then i then i'm like okay i need to seek out and find high level um highest level i can find in terms of uh, competent uh trainers and competent uh information right and so that's when that's when uh you know, my wife at the time was getting more into physical fitness yeah. and uh, nutrition and stuff. And, you know, even her, you know, she, she went to school and stuff. And, and even what they teach you in school is not, it's probably more up to date now. But yeah. back then it was like, pff, still well, like, mind. yeah, like ridiculous. I mean, yeah. you know, you, it's the full, um, uh, it's, it is the uh, Western medicine system. You know, yeah. it's this system that is not based on, um, uh, you know, preemptive action is based on reaction. Yeah. And so, you know, I think uh, the doctors are submitted to like what two days of nutrition or two days of. Yeah, there's it's, not it's a lot like, there. There's not a lot of preventative yeah, it's medicine. Just, it's just yeah. terrible. And does this plug into kind of this stuff um, around like just doing that, asset, getting properly assessed as well? Once you kind yeah, of. Yeah, like if you make a commitment to do this, yeah. then that's part of the process. It is. is and that's yeah, functional medicine, right? I think is yes. probably the term yeah. for it. Like yeah. they actually take a look at you and go, yeah. okay, Don't, Mike yeah. or Josh, here's, what you, here's where you're lacking, here's yeah, what you and, need. And, and, Someone with competence too, like if, yeah, you know, a lot you, of you, because because well, too, not right? just that, but I mean, someone can do a blood blood profile, yeah, like a, a a modern doctor, like some of the shit I figured out myself, like like I had thyroid issues, and mm. uh, the doctors were freaking out because my thyroid was very high, and uh, and what it was was it was I was eating too much soy products, yeah, right, and and the reason why I, I found that out is because when the guy was subscribing me to take all this medicine and shit to try to like deal with my you know thyroid issue it was uh don't eat tofu with this or don't eat soy products with this product and i looked into it more and i'm like wait a minute this is backwards yeah you know? so i just said i'm not i'm not gonna cut out my my soy cut products soy out, buddy. Done. and see how it, what happens and you did these that. guys yeah and because they had all this they had all these 
you know, all these procedures to, to like, sell, yeah, yeah you, we need to get you scanned. You got to do this profile. We're going to give you this, you know, this iodine mixture. We're going to like, you know, it's all this like uh, uh, re reactive medicine, right? Mm -hmm. And it, none of it was really at the core of, uh, you know, it was basically just a dietary issue. And you did your Because I was eating kind of like, I was eating more vegetarian and I had yeah. a lot of tofu and it was like, mm. yeah. Um, and but did, with the doctor and like in this particular anecdote or this story, like, so you walk away with like a list of all this bullshit to do, and you're like, hang on, there's something here about tofu. Well, no, I I, I got some of the medicine. I started looking at that's this. right. You're I just didn't at the, feel good about this. Yeah, of course. And it said, hey, you know, do not eat this with soy product. Yeah. Or to you know something like that. And so I'm then like, you're like, uh huh. Yeah, and then I'm like, yeah, exactly. And then I'm and then I'm like going, wait a minute, I've been eating a ton of tofu. Yeah maybe yeah. there's a correlation and so i figured that one out like, so but but did you go back like do you remember if you just kind of like did you tell the doc like hang on i'm not going to quite do this yet let me come back to you in a couple yes, of weeks yes, for another test yeah 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 exactly okay and, and it was like more like a couple months okay a couple of months yeah and, and, and at that point things got normal again like you I got normal, off the bean yeah i got off the bean <laughs> <laughs> Yes, no tofu. I was looking well, for a tofu's, funny way to tofu, talk about it. Tofu is a, uh, not a good thing anyways. I don't soy, think it is either. Soy huh? products are bad, man. They're estrogen replicators. And That's like, exactly right. Issues. There's yeah. problems. And, and in addition in addition to the way they process them and, and the chemicals involved and all that shit. It's yeah, just but, horrible. But the, well, the other thing is that environmentally, it's, a, it's almost a disaster. Like, you know, with soybean cultivation... A lot of that's resulting in Amazonian rainforest, you know, it's degradation. Messed up. Messed like up. there's a lot of connections there, and I'm. It is a funny thing when it comes to this whole ethical eating and veganism versus whatever, because, damn, there's some impacts with vegetables and and things that yeah, seem like and, that. Yeah, and it's interesting yeah. because you know this whole idea that vegetarianism is less impactful on the environment. Yeah, it's not true. It's not true. Nah. I mean, so, you know, it's it's, gosh, it's, again. You know, it's again, it's an education issue. It's it's yeah. information and um, really diving into it through the minutia and really determining mm. if it's something that, you know, does driving an electric car, is that really better for the environment or not? Or is mm. it better to drive an old car that you're getting second or third hand mm. that already exists and, uh, you know, yes, it, it is uh, emitting carbon, but then again, to produce that electric car, mm. So I'm a, a cost. I'm, yeah, and a so cost. I'm like I'm kind of like in this in this weird spot where I'm trying to like assess a lot of these things because you, you you do have to yeah it's not easy it's very mm. complicated you know and then mm. there's the transportation issue of like mm. all the parts being transported and then you know that's all fossil fuel mm. and then you know all that kind of stuff so well speaking of paradigms we're in one it's a fossil fuel one yes yes so there's no real way to avoid it no matter really what we do but we we can always keep on looking to the alternatives. And just, I, I see it more like death by a thousand cuts, you know, like it's, it's not, we can't, we can just cut little pieces here and there and we can find our way. And I think that's the, the reality. Well, I think it all adds up too, right? Yeah, Like if does. everyone does as much as they can, that's pretty good. It is, it is. But then again, we're like flying around on planes that are just like emitting tons of fuel. We totally are. On an individual level, you know, we're, we're, we're know, polluting quite a lot. Um, I always push back on the plane issue because, you know, like the number of people flying isn't that great. It's not like everybody, like in terms of their, the contribution of um, aviation to the CO2 problem in terms of emissions, it's actually quite small compared to other emissions, whether it be from like buildings or cement production or food production cattle and things production. like that, cattle and all that. Yeah. So it's really not the biggest 
um, what's the term like it's not the net total emitter but on a per capita basis yes on a personal basis on a personal basis per capita For we are sure. a mess yeah, like and, the and individually the like you and me we yeah, travel. yeah 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 we travel we and travel. so that's like pretty polluting that's Totally polluting. So we're going to swim from now on. We're going to paddle our boards. I would swim a bit. Yeah. I'd, I'd do laps. I'd do but some laps. between Hawaii and Paddle boards US, on our Australia polypropylene boards. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> we paddle, paddle with our On plastic. our petrol boards. <laughs> but Poly like, where petrol. does that go? Because like we, we did, you did mention like, you know, one of the topics that you're more and more concerned about um, in your life and in your work is the environment and like, you know, being a purveyor of plastic, I believe, is the term that you've used <laughs> in the past. That's so true. Yeah. So, like, what's the deal? Like, well, how do yeah, we get out so of this? It how is, do we shake right? it off? Yeah. So, you know, we're, I mean, I look at it like, great. We're, like, bringing people to the ocean, which is an awesome thing. We're, totally awesome. A lot of positive things to that. But No apologies there. Yeah. But on the other hand, you know, I'm, I've been selling plastic stuff. And at first, I mean, when I first was working with Tom Mori, like back in the day, he's like, you know, there should be courses in school for plastics. Like, it's just such an amazing thing, which it is. Mm. Um, and now I'm thinking, you know, I'm just so anti-plastic. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if it is outlawed within 50 years. Like, mm -hmm. it's totally outlawed. Mm. Just because it, it stays around for so long and it breaks down into microparticles and that's a big issue, right? Like, mm. it's crazy that the impact that that's having. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I'm, I've been really looking at alternatives to plastics and, um, and you know, my, and unfortunately for me, like I've always been, like I always go a little bit more than, I, than what's possible. Um, and this has been a problem I've, I've kind of run Paradigm into. breaker. Yeah, just like totally the going paradigm out of the- Paradigm breaker. Yeah, going outside of the box and just trying to like reinvent the wheel. And it, just it, chucking it, the box out the window on the way. It just You're doesn't like, work. What's this box know? doing here? I don't need it. Kick it. Yeah, so <laughs> it, 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 it's hard to make those kind of leaps. Yeah. So maybe it's like, a, and so I was thinking of different ideas on that end as well. But, um, you know, I've looked at uh, recycling boards. That's not easy. And it's like, Maybe the technology is there, getting there, but it's not there yet. It still needs to be broken down. Mm. Um, I know we've we've had discussions. Yeah, you, you know, and I talk about yeah. it. Um, but natural materials would be amazing, uh, but difficult to find and difficult to um, uh, replace. You know that the things that plastics are doing are pretty pretty amazing. That is the ultimate problem, right? Like yeah. plastics are amazing. They're amazing. They're amazing. They. They, they, you can do so much with them. You can turn them into all shapes and sizes and densities and yes. you know durometers and all this kind of stuff. Like it's, it's a, it's a crazy material that gives us so much flexibility. But you're trying to make. You would think now with uh, technology and additive manufacturing and, yep. and everything they got going on that they should be able to create uh, uh, either two things, either a product that you could add another product to and it would degrade, degrade yeah. or a product that has a certain shelf life. Mm. So, um, you know, like it would, it would last so long, like, mm. you know, uh, a wood surfboard is a pretty functional thing. You know, it, it, it could last quite a while. It'd probably outlast, uh, you know, uh, a surfer, mm. but the thing is it's too heavy in most cases if it's solid. So you got to start, looking at ways to structure that mm. and or add things to it um, so that you know you could get the things that you need to out of it mm. but um, I'm, I'm I, that's something I've been looking at a lot recently is just trying to figure out ways to um, get around plastics well I know that the pride guys did their cork kind of um, 
wrapped, I think it was wrapping an epoxy core and all that kind of stuff. I don't know how functional it was, but it's a good effort. You gotta, I mean, I commend yeah. them for kind of going there and trying to, you know, steps at a time and all that kind of stuff. Um, I know that there is a guy shaping cork. I think he's in New Zealand and he's doing some yeah, boards there's, out there's of there a, with Colonia. I've gotten a board from him. Um, there is, I mean, I went to a cork factory probably about 10 years before Pride did that. Yeah. Trying to look into the cork as an alternative for, mm. for bodyboarding. And, you know, there's some interesting aspects to it. I mean, I love the industry. The industry is amazing yeah. in regards to it. It's a, you know, a carbon positive thing. You know, yeah, you've you got these totally trees growing. You know, that basically your source is a forest. Yep. And it doesn't kill the tree. Basically, you're just harvesting the bark every yep. nine years. Yep. And then, uh, I mean, we, I took you on some. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We know, stopped we, by we once. Looked. And so, um, yeah, so that to me is, 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 is pr quite interesting. But still not quite uh what's needed for mm. what we're doing yeah and, and so i'm because it's, it's not it's not a cure-all right it's not no, gonna no. it's not gonna be able to do what everything that yeah you i need. mean you know it's, it would be easy enough to make a, a skin bodyboard but it doesn't really that doesn't to me that's going to be more of a mess because then you, you're like dealing with a natural product and an unnatural product so eventually those two are going to mix in in and that's not what I want to do. I want to, you know. Recycling definitely necessitates yeah. a clean stream yes. of, uh, yeah. Yeah. of the, uh, you know, the, the, the recycler, yeah. you know, yeah. like you need yeah. to get things separated and that's where yeah. the problems arise. But the journey's real for you. I mean, I know you shared some stuff on Instagram about some wacky trips to, uh, was it R what, what's uh, the? Oh, uh, MIT. MIT, right? Yeah. And you're looking yeah. at some different materials and stuff yes. there. Yep. So yep. You're, you're pretty active on this journey. Like how, because you're a guy that has, brands you've got companies you know, you know like the these kind of these are your babies you know like you've been growing science over many many years now you've got viper there you've got gyro like you've got these things these vehicles but you recognize the problem of the of the material inputs to these brands and yeah. you you recognize that you don't want to be a purveyor of plastic yeah if i if can you help can it. avoid it yeah you know yeah. And, and i guess the alternative for the time being is just to make stuff that is really durable really good mm. and that you don't have to buy 10 of them yeah. throughout your your career you know yeah you buy as little as possible yeah uh, so the things are they work good really good and mm. they last a long time and mm. so you don't need to keep buying them that's the the other side of it that if you have to go with what we're going to get the the, the characteristics that we need then they better be freaking good yeah how important like how do you in terms of your focus and your um, motivation with your work as a as a brand and as a as a kind of a leader of a group of brands, how important is this environmental question yeah, to you moving forward? Yeah, it's very very important. Yeah, like probably the most important because you know at the end of the day, uh, we're we're creating a, a perfect storm for the planet. Oh yeah. In in the most bad way, and yeah. so it's not going to matter. Yeah. You know. So to me, it's like imperative. It's like an imperative, yeah. uh, very, very high priority thing. And so, yeah, if any of the listeners out there have leads or uh, ideas or uh, please email me. Yeah. Yep. Email me, man. Let cool. me know. Get, get in touch with me. Let's uh, do that. Let me know. Um, think them through first, please. Uh, <laughs> so they're not totally <laughs> random and off the cuff. Think them through. But break um, the paradigm. What's the paradigm? You told in this him to case? break. I don't know, like the fossil fuel paradigm or what's yes. normal. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. You tell him yeah. to break paradigms, so it yeah, might be a paradigms. little wild. Well, no, it's okay to be wild, but but think them through and then present them. 
Cool. So don't just go, oh, I got this idea, boom. Go write it down. Tell me what the, the pros are, the cons are. How are you going to repair, you know, change the cons? How are you going to enhance the pros? And then send it. So, cool. then, so then that way it's like, okay, I thought this through a little bit more. No, maybe that won't work. Okay, I'm not going to send it. Oh, yeah, that's sick. This is even better. Here. Hey, Mike. Yes. Got an idea for yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. Great. What do you reckon? I think that's good. No, I think it's good to qualify yeah. your... um. Because I think like putting a shout out like that is really cool because I think people, I, I believe in this bodyboarding community that we're in, there is a thirst for contributing to it. Like I think the people out yeah, there cool. are like, and this is a unique moment with the technology that we have, like we're doing a podcast. I get to talk to you on this one-on-one -on -one level. I'm privileged enough to be here and do that, but others aren't. And I know they wish they could, and now you're you're kind of breaking down the barriers yeah, cool. to say like work with me, which is radical, and but also work with me, but think your ideas through too. Yes. Don't just yeah, go yeah, throwing yeah. them, you know, throwing like spaghetti against a wall and hoping it sticks to see if it's ready. You know, like right. do a bit more testing on your on your own. So no, I think it's rad. I think it's cool. There's a lot of good ideas out there too. Like the community's full of bright people. Yeah, I agree. So yeah, it's always good to reach out. Because they bodyboard, they got to be smart. They got to be pretty smart. Yeah, got to be pretty smart. And they got to not care what people think about them. Well, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> that was the other thing you said, right? Don't worry about what people are yeah, saying yeah, or doing. Yeah, like, just right. challenge the paradigm. Um, one of the things we are here talking about, I'll swing us back to the here and now. Like, we've had some meetings about the APB and the future of the sport. Yes. And I was going to kind of let that carry on from our discussion of you in the sport. But, you know, what we've had a few years here. There are some pretty big changes coming. Like, Alex Leon's resignation went out the other day. Um, what are your thoughts on the situation where we're at today? How do you take well, it? Well, I was think? I was like pleasantly um, uh, impressed with our last meeting. Um, yeah. And just the, the the cohesion and common direction of everybody. Yeah. Like that was super cool. It like, was. Everybody was, was like, yeah, we're all in this together. Let's mm. make it happen. Let's uh, combine our resources, combine our our ideas mm. and uh, make a killer uh, thrust forward. And to yep. me, that's like, that's awesome. Mm. And this was maybe for the uninitiated or the people who don't know, I guess like historically, and maybe you can touch on this more than I can, but historically there's been this tension between the, there's a, like a three-way, a menage a trois of tension between the riders, the administration of the APB and the promoters. And this tension, can be a positive force because it kind of keeps everyone in check and it's good to have like a balance of powers. Yes. But but also there has been this kind of, um, this growing kind of concern that the promoters are taking on a lot of risk, I guess you could say, and they're not, they haven't felt like they've had, I guess, enough, I don't know exactly what their whole problem has been, but you're a promoter as well, right? So like yeah. it is challenging to run an event Very within certain yeah. parameters mm -hmm. and with the way the industry's going. Like, What's happening now is the promoters are actually getting involved under the umbrella a bit more. They're, yes. Yeah, instead they're, they're of fighting against the APB a bit, yep. they're kind of like, okay, we want to get more involved and get our hands dirty here. We're, that's we a pretty, help. Yeah, we that's a help. pretty positive step, right? Super positive. Yeah. yeah. Is that a first in your experience? Uh, yeah, it kind of is. Mm. Um, I mean, I don't recall promoters coming together as they have in, in this. And I, I think part of it, too, is the, the maturity of the sport. Yeah. I think uh, there are some, you know, bright individuals on the tour. There's some bright mm -hmm. individuals um, uh, that, that still compete and are in the industry. Yeah. And uh, it's just re reached that maturity that 
that they can start running things. And yeah. so I find that, uh, you know, that's, that's actually in a really good place. Yeah. No, it's really cool. I mean, but it should be said as well, and, and this is one of the things I'm, I've been at, at pains to say, like, you know, because I know with my father taking on the role of, you know, like from the GOB into the early IBA with him and Tom and then him and Forty, you know, like there's a lot of work involved. There's a lot of, like, people do their best. And, I mean, Alex Leon himself, you know, he really did step in and do some great work yeah. as well like it's not none of these transitions mean that the the previous kind of regime or for lack of a better word um have failed or or whatever it's just it's just the directions change right well that yeah i mean we're living in such a dynamic time and there's been so much change mm. so what started off is it seemed to be a good strategy initially uh quickly becomes uh challenged with the 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 changes in in uh society so yeah. it's it's almost impossible. I mean, you got you got to be so uh, proactive and so agile mm. to really adapt to it and to 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 really um, take advantage of where things are at. Mm. So uh, I think um, I think this next this next chapter I think is potentially a very good one. You know, mm. we're, we're we're talking about some really neat neat uh, uh, things, and it's not just you know the the. As my, from my understanding, the APB is not just going to be competition. It's going to be uh, looking after uh, sport development. It's going to be looking after, um, uh, you know, better media. You know, communicating that. Mm. Um, and uh, I think that 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 new facet that we're we're kind of undertaking, I think, is a very healthy one for society too. Mm. Like it's kind of what Tom's original plan was was to try to spread the stoke and love of wave riding uh, to kind of uh, heighten consciousness everywhere. And so this is an opportunity, I think, to do that more directly. Mm. It's interesting because you did bring up in the meeting when we were talking a lot about um, Natasha, uh, Natasha Sagardia, Jared Houston's partner and also a, a brilliant bodyboarder in her own right, former competitor. Um, she was talking about the mission and the vision of the APB. Like, what is it meant to? What is the cause that it's meant to have? The the problem it's meant to solve in the world. And you know, there was a discussion around you know being in the ocean and protecting that that natural space and getting connected with it. But you also brought up like a really important point as well about mental health and actually like this is a vehicle. The bodyboard is a vehicle for getting us into nature, but also this this consciousness stuff right like that's how you were looking at it a bit or do you want to elaborate on what you were yeah, thinking just, there yeah just just um uh i think there's been an ever increasing tendency for people to get disengaged with the reality around them mm. people are more becoming more introverted into their devices yeah and uh as a result we're we're not as in touch with nature not as in touch with the real world and so, in my opinion, there's not a better vehicle than a bodyboard to reinitiate that uh, relationship with nature. I think it's the it's a. I mean, it 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 is not biased to age or gender or anything. I mean, or skill level. I mean, bodyboarding is extremely easy on the beginner end. I mean, if you can swim and hold on to something, you can bodyboard basically. In fact, you could probably don't even need to swim. Although I'd highly advise it. <laughs> 
but <laughs> you know what I mean? Like seriously, yeah, if you I just, just had this idea of someone like swimming and holding something, and yeah. you can bodyboard. Like, what are you holding? I'm holding a cup. Oh, you can bodyboard. <laughs> you probably could. I would say you probably could. So, in other, in in any event, you know, it it's uh, the perfect way to learn and get involved and and entry into the world of wave riding and yeah. the experience that you get for riding waves. Yeah. And uh, so it's a it's a great vehicle for that and i think that needs to be um communicated better like we need to we need to get behind that so that people can start getting back into the ocean get back into reality get back in touch with nature uh through bodyboarding to me that's like a a really good way to do it well i think that's a really good way to end this chapter of our podcasting life together because this is far from the last one we're doing you want to go surfing I Speaking do. of bodyboarding, you want to get out on that bodyboard, get into nature. Um, I'm going to go and drink a couple of beers with Sari O'Hara and celebrate her world title. I'm gonna, I'll be You'll swing by, right? Yeah, just after a quick sesh. Yeah, you're going to have a quick sesh, but thanks, Mike. I know um, everybody was stoked to see you in this comp, and I really hope you can find the time and the space to work on the things competitively that you identify and I think it'd just be really great to like I I'm I'm enjoying myself a lot on the tour and it's really nice to be one of the older guys on the tour and kind of surprising people younger than me and and kind of annoying them a little bit and I feel like it'd be really great to have like Jeff's now qualified in the top 24 and he's going to annoy this other generation and it'd be great to make sure you're there to annoy that annoy people (laughs) just to annoy them just to remind them that (laughs) Like, you may be young, you may be doing big flips and that kind of stuff, but we can still get you every now and then. And I reckon that's pretty cool. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Right on. Let's do it. So there it was, a a chat with Mike Stewart during the Front on King event. Covered a lot of ground there. Um, Feel free to send any follow-on questions about any of the topics discussed. As usual, we can try and find clarifications and all that kind of jazz. So, but overall, just a great opportunity to sit down with Mike Stewart. Um, yeah, I mean, the list is long. I've got more questions for him as well. So, I'll be following up uh, in the new year with Mike to try and dive into a few other things. But I hope you enjoyed that uh, introduction to it all. Um, thanks to everyone for supporting the podcast. I'm going to try and pump out a few more in the coming weeks before Christmas get the backlog cleared and look forward to a new year full of um, exciting new things in bodyboarding. There's a lot There's a lot happening at the moment. Um, a lot of changes are taking place. There's some shifting uh, things happening with the APB. Um, hopefully they're, all, they're going to be all good, but you know, you never know in these moments of transition. So hopefully everyone out there can um, stay involved, stay passionate and keep on supporting the sport um, and supporting the brands that that are digging in and helping out um final self self promotion plug here at the end um this collaboration board with science is now available for pre-order um they're they're being shipped over to australia right now 24 boards there's 12 42.5s and 12 43.5s every purchase results in a hundred dollar donation to the local bodyboard club of your choice so if you do want to support the sport and get a really good board under your belly to um, enjoy in some of those more average conditions, 
um, feel free to make a an inquiry. I'm hoping to uh, get them all out there to you and um, support a few bodyboard clubs in Australia at the same time. So huge thanks to Science Bodyboards for collaborating on that one. Uh, hopefully it's the first of many collaborations I do with brands in, in the bodyboard space. And yeah, I, I think it's um, it's really great the support I have on this podcast. I'm really stoked about get a lot of nice messages. So keep it up and keep on ripping, everybody. Okay, the book. 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 The book.